eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. Time for Silver and Black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas! We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for Silver and Black today here we are an Odyssey original podcast. We appreciate you guys being with us. Raider Nation, what is up? It is week one in the NFL. Are you ready for some football? Of course you are. You are. There's no question. Everybody's ready for real football. And so am I. Scott Cobranson, your host, along with my co-host, Mr. Mo Moten. He is the national NFL writer for Bleacher Report, as well as being the Raiders columnist for Sports Night. Here we go, Mo. We finally get to do it for real. It's about time. So these shows actually count right now. Not like the other <laughs> shows didn't count, but uh, these shows count differently as far as regular season talking and wins and losses. So let's get to it. Yes. And so I, I have to be I have to be honest. I am not somebody who likes to do predictions that often. Now, Mo, I know you do them a lot in the written form. You just this past weekend when everyone else was enjoying Labor Day, you were toiling on your predictions across the entire league with your colleagues over Bleacher Report. And um, I just kind of stay I used to do them and I just kind of stay away from them. But every year I get I get dragged back in. It's like it's like, you know, Pacino in Godfather three. They pull me back in. Yes. So the fans, they just want to hear what we think. They want to know kind of how we think this season will unfold. To me, there's so many unknowns. Right. It's not a cop out. It's not I'm afraid to put my numbers down. I have every year. But it's just the fact that there's so much between now and the end of the season that we don't know. But we here at Silver and Black today always, always like to listen to our listeners and make sure that we give them content that they would like. 
So that's what we're going to do. Uh, Mo, doing this from across the league, you did all the teams, of course, including the Raiders. Um, when you go about it, is there something that you is there is there a is there a formula you adhere to, or do you just go team by team, knowing what they did in the offseason and covering them, and then sort of say, okay, here's how I see the season unfolding? Well, first of all, you have to make sure the numbers add up. <laughs> you want to make sure your wins <laughs> yeah. and losses add up to the total number of games played. So that's the first thing I do. Uh, and the second thing is, as you said, it doesn't sound like the magic wand that a lot of people want to hear, but I cover the league all year round. So I keep track of all the moves that teams make from the draft, free agency, late pickups, undrafted free agents that make the team, guys that could be traded or moved. I look at coaching staff changes, teams that have hired new coaches, new staffs. What, what is their philosophy? How do the players on the roster fit their philosophy? Do they fit? Uh, I look at history. Um, does the team have a history of tailing off at the end of the season like the Raiders were under John Gruden before he resigned? Does the team have a tendency to finish strong? Uh, I look at weaknesses and strengths of a football team. Are they a good pass defense? Are they a good run defense? Are, you know, do they have a quarterback, a transcendent quarterback? Do they have a Josh Allen, a Justin Herbert? You know, those things all matter. And then, again, not going to sound like the most fabulous thing, but I actually go through each team's schedule one by one by one by one, and I look at what teams does each division play? So let, let's say, for example, the AFC West has to play the AFC South. The AFC South is a relatively weak division because I think the Titans are going to drop. Mm. So the AFC West team should have a lot more wins than a lot of other divisions that are going to play, let's say, the AFC North, where you got the Ravens and the Bengals and, the well, the Browns. Definitely. You know, Deshaun Watson's out, but still the Steelers should be competitive. So who do they play? Do they play a weak division? If they play a weak division, usually I add one or two wins. If they play a stronger division, then the win loss, the wins may drop a little bit. Maybe I take a win or two off here and there. Yeah, that's a good approach. I mean, listen, that's the thing is you have to look at kind of everything you know today. And of course, mm -hmm. when you make predictions, there's so many things that happen that are just so ridiculously unpredictable. And the biggest of all is injury. I mean, yeah. You just don't know. And always, it seems like every week one, there's one major injury on one team that completely changes their destiny for the whole season. You know, knock on wood, I hope that doesn't happen to anybody because that means somebody got seriously hurt and we don't want that. But I do think that one thing I like to say when we do these shows is that, number one, we're talking to Raiders fans. Mo and I don't go through these with the fan lens on. So we don't sit there and want them to go 17 and 0 and win the Super Bowl. Uh, even if, if we think they can do that, we would tell you that. Okay. But I do want to say that because I think there might be, there's going to be differences, I think, in what Mo says and what I say, as far as what the record will be. Uh, but you have to put that lens on and you may disagree with some of the games because we're going to go game by game here. You, you might disagree with some of the games or some of the points we have to say, and that's cool. I, I, we love, uh, and I, uh, this past week, again, people disagree. I did a, a piece up on sports, not, Stock up, stock down. Of course, I had stock down was Darren Waller and John Simpson. They're like, well, not Simpson. It should be cotton. Simpson's fine. I said, well, no, that's just how I see it. Like, you don't have to agree, right? And I think that's what we're going to see with the schedule. But we always do this, I think, with the point of view of what we believe to be true. Uh, doesn't mean it'll happen that way, uh, but it certainly is based on uh, an objective point of view on that. So that that's just what I say up front. Go ahead, Mo. One thing I want to say too, and you and you hit the nail on the head with the, your one of your early points. We're not looking at this Raiders schedule to say how do the Raiders win this game because that's how fans look at it. How mm -hmm. can the Raiders beat this team and how would they win? We're looking at it as 
what are the Raiders' strengths? What are the, what are the their opponents' strengths and weaknesses? And how do we think it's going to happen? We're not looking at it from an optimistic point of view. We're looking at it from an objective point of view. Correct. The other thing yeah. I want to say to fans really quick is fans always say, well, the Raiders got better, so the record should be better. And I, and I get into this debate, and not an argument, <laughs> but a debate with fans every year about this. Just because the Raiders improve doesn't mean the record is going to be better because you're playing a different schedule, which means the strength of opponent is going to be different. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the Raiders aren't the only team that improved over the offseason. Right. Believe it or not, they're most most of the league, if they're not if they're not positioning themselves for a high draft pick to get a quarterback in 2023, 75 to 80% of the league has also improved over the offseason, not just the Raiders. That's right. That's right. And, and that's key to remember as we head in now, too. So <laughs> here, oh, by the way, thank you for all for subscribing. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you can, wherever you listen to your podcast. Most of you, we know from the data, do it on an iPhone. You can do it on Apple iTunes. You can do it on the Odyssey app wherever you get it. If you're watching us on YouTube, I'll tell you what, Mo and I just love the chat. It's incredible. Uh, you need to get on. So if you haven't gone on and watched the show on YouTube, do that. Subscribe. Make sure you hit the notification bells for us so that you're reminded. But if you're watching us, uh, we have the schedule up now on the screen, and we're going to go through and start taking a look at this. Of course, Mo, let's start off, and I'm going to keep tally here so that when we get to the end, we can we can summarize where you're at, where I'm at as far as record goes, plus maybe a little playoff prediction if you believe they're going to make the playoffs. That is, of course. Um, so we'll get to that one in a minute. But, Mo, the game, and we're going to preview the Charger game with our good buddy Nick Cothrell from Sports Illustrated, a former Silver and Black Today staff writer himself and been a guest on the show many times. He covers the Chargers now for Sports Illustrated. He's the publisher of that website down there. We're going to talk with him on Thursday's show to do the formal game preview, uh, of course, of week one against the Chargers, which is the first game we have to look at here now, Mo. Okay, so Chargers in Los really Angeles. Really quick. Go, go, if, go. If, if Nick is hearing this, you're a traitor, Nick, for going over to the other side. <laughs> you're a but traitor. Go ahead, <laughs> oh, yeah, like me growing up a Charger fan, remember? Um, both traitors. It's, it's so funny, too, because, you know, uh, remember where Al Davis got his start. Remember what team he coached with? Yeah, that's true. The Chargers. Chargers. Anyway, mm-hmm. but so so we move on to week one. Now, <laughs> Raiders go down to Los Angeles, down to the Rams stadium where the Chargers happen to play. And uh, this one, I think the entire NFL is excited about to have a matchup like this with uh, not only the Raiders and everything they had going in the offseason, Mo, but of course, the quarterback battle always Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, uh, and it's an AFC West rivalry, a big one uh, for the Raiders and Raider Nation heading into week one. You look at this game, the Raiders, um, like you said, have gotten better. So have the Chargers. Chargers got better. You see a familiar face across. And no matter how many times Raider fans want to say Khalil Mack isn't what he used to be, he's still Khalil Mack. He can still find it. He's still a talented player. You look at this game on the road, technically. And um, it's a tough way to start. Mo, when you look at this one, um, I actually think that this will be a battle and uh, it's going to be a close one. What's your take on it? Do the Raiders go to L.A. in week one and come away victorious? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, I'm going to start off on the sour note. Raiders fans are not going to like this, but <laughs> week one, you're going against Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Those guys are both healthy. Going against that offensive line, which I am still concerned about, I think that's tough to go from what the Raiders had in the preseason playing their young guys, and you saw some struggles here and there, mostly uh, not, well, without Colton Miller, of course, but still, you're going against Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa while healthy. That's a tough task for that offensive line, that young offensive line that has to gel, that has to grow and develop. So I think there's going to be some issues in the passing game for the Raiders. Derek Carr is going to have to revert to the quick passing game, but I don't think that's going to be enough against the Chargers. The Chargers passing offense is going to be electric with Justin Herbert, and he's going to test those that young cornerback group with Rocky Asin and Nate Hobbs. Not worried too much about Nate Hobbs, more worried about Rocky Asin. I am not sold on Rocky Asin, full disclosure. So I think the Chargers are going to win this game, but I, I agree with you. It's going to be close, but I think the Chargers win by field goal. So if you're a betting man or woman, take you know take the Raiders to cover the line, but take the mm-hmm. Chargers to win the game. All right, there you go. Week, week one, Mo has the Raiders starting off with a loss. Yes, he's the evil one all of a sudden for some of you out there. But no, it's, it, it makes sense. Now, I have a little bit of a different view. I actually think that the Raiders go to L.A. and they win against the Chargers and kind of set the tone for what can be an early part of the season, the first, especially the first three weeks where they can make a statement. I also agree it's going to be tough. We will learn about this offensive line. This offensive line the Raiders have not made any changes to. Okay, they haven't gone out and signed the big veteran. They haven't. Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, they're taking the Vegas dice and they're just rolling, baby. And they're like, hey, we're going to do this and see what happens. So so that that concerns me with with Mac and Bosa. No question. No question. But I actually like I like Derek Carr and this Raiders offense against that Chargers defensive backfield. If he can get the ball, if I say if if he can get the ball out and they can protect him. I like the matchups with Renfro, with Adams, with Waller against that Chargers defense. Yes, they have some talent back there, but I do think there's some question marks, and I think the Raiders can exploit it. So I'm going to take the Raiders, and I'm only, this is going to be a really tight one. And I think the Raiders, of course, they're going to the beat the spread. They're going to cover, but I, I, I'd say the Raiders win by one in this game. So it's not even going to be a field goal. It's going to be one of those wacky uh, AFC West matchups. So I have the Raiders uh, winning that one and going to one and O and Mo has them at O one real quick question, Mo mm-hmm. this past week. And we've seen all the rankings of players, which fans get just tremendously emotional about mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people talking about Justin Herbert as one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I see a lot of Raider fans, including our listeners and viewers who talk about he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. You can't just rate a guy on potential. I say, why not? You you say a guy hasn't done anything. Well, he hasn't been to a playoff game. He hasn't won a playoff game. Uh, I know another guy who hasn't either. Right <laughs> Now he's got more years in the league. But, but where are they wrong when they underestimate how good Justin Herbert can be? I think they're lumping Justin Herbert's potential or production with the team success so what you have to do with a quarterback is you have to separate the quarterback from the team and as you pointed out fans have been doing this with Derek Carr for for many many years Derek Carr hasn't won a playoff game either but is that totally his fault a lot of people say Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback but the Raiders haven't done much 
mm-hmm. you have to separate the quarterback from the team. And if you watch Justin Herbert play the game and just forget what the Chargers' record was because their defense was absolutely atrocious, you would know that Justin Herbert is the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I know people don't want to admit that, but that's the way it goes. All right, on to week two. Raiders come home to the Death Star, to Las Vegas, in the county of Clark to play the Arizona Cardinals along with Kyler Murray and his new big contract. Cardinals, I thought they were going to do it last year. They kind of faltered. Coming into this season, uh, I think they're they're a little better off. They, they, they do have some injuries and some question marks. But when you look at this game, first game to start this season at home, this Raider Nation crowd has been through one year at Allegiant Stadium. To me, year two will be even better from an atmosphere and a culture standpoint. How do you see this one coming up? Yeah, I have, I have no doubt saying that the Raiders should and will win this game. No DeAndre Hopkins, who's suspended for the first six weeks. So they get a break there. I know Marquise Brown has a report with Kyler Murray, but one receiver and Rondell Moore, not going to cut it. Zach Ertz is a little banged up. So their offense isn't going to be as electric as the Raiders' offense. The other thing is the Cardinals lost Chandler Jones, who's now with the Raiders. So they lost mm-hmm. a little bit of their defense and their pass rush. The Raiders gained to, the, gained to their pass rush. You know, some people quibble about, is he an upgrade over Yannick Ngakwe? doesn't really matter in this situation because I think Chandler Jones is going to be motivated to play his former team opposite Max Crosby, and they're going to wreck that Cardinals' defense and outscore the Cardinals by a pretty decent margin. I give the Raiders winning by a touchdown there at home. I feel that way too. In fact, I think I'm going to I'm going to take the Raiders by ten as they move to two and zero. Okay, on to week three. The Raiders uh, then will go down to Nashville. They go to take on the Tennessee Titans, and our buddy Murph will be there uh, as yep. well as I'm going to try to get down there. We'll see if I can get down there. Uh, but the Titans, Mo, when you look at this one, um, Titans have really fallen fast. Mm-hmm. If you look at everything they've done, yes, they have Derrick Henry. Tannehill seems to be on the downslide after getting his big deal in a couple of years where they just couldn't put it together in their little window that they had uh, in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. Uh, I look at this one too, Mo, and I like the Raiders going on the road and and winning this one by a field goal. How about you? Raiders usually fare well against the Titans. I think they will again this year. You mentioned it. I, I had the tight and I said at the beginning of the show, I had the Titans slipping. I know they were the one seed last year and they still got Derrick Henry, but remember Todd Downing is their offensive coordinator. <laughs> I, I just can't get over that. And and the way, you know, how he ran the Raiders offense, I know he was younger then. This was five years ago, but he's still to me an awful, not, I shouldn't say awful, but one of the bottom tier coordinators in the league. Uh, they lost their top pass rusher in Harold Landry towards ACL. So they lose a piece of their defense. Their mm-hmm. offensive coordinator to me, bottom tier. Raiders win this game on the road. There you go. So uh, Mo has uh, the Raiders at 2-1 two two and one. One after three weeks. I have them at 3-0. and oh. Yes. Yeah, see, every, who, who says I'm pessimistic? Okay. So 3-0, uh, and 2-1. Oh, and one. They then go back to Las Vegas – one on the road, one at home, one on the road, one at home. Uh, and they face their AFC West rival and a Mr. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos coming into that game. The Broncos, a lot of Raider fans don't want to give them credit. A lot of Raider fans want to write off Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is still a premier quarterback. I think Russell Wilson can create problems for any team he's playing. He's healthy. The Broncos have some wide receivers that they're missing but the Broncos team is not bad. Although I would say the Broncos, for me, Mo, I look in the division, they're the team I'm most unsure about. 
I just don't know. They could be very good or they could falter and kind of be middle of the road. But I think this game will be tough uh, on on the turf at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, how do you see it coming up? Yeah, I have the Raiders win this game at home. I think even with all the parts that they have, and Odie Bryan, Randy Gregory, they brought in, as you mentioned, Russell Wilson. Cortland Sutton is healthy. Jerry Judy is healthy. They don't have Tim Patrick, who tore his ACL. Greg Dolch is the rookie third on tight end is out. He's going to be a pass catching threat when he's healthy. Uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon do on the backfield. So this is going to be a tough game, but I think all of those pieces together, those new pieces, along with the coach staff that's inexperienced, Nathaniel Hack, I know has been a play caller, but he's never been a head coach. The defensive coordinator ever, I believe his name is, he's never been a coordinator in his, in his career. I believe he was a defensive backs coach and a safeties coach. Even their offensive coordinator under Nathaniel Hackett has never been an offensive coordinator. So that's going to take some time to gel. So I think it benefits the Raiders to play the Broncos early in the season because they're still going to be working through things, and I think the Raiders win this game at home. I do as well. And not only that, but if they were to win that game against Denver, I have them at 4-0. and And it mm. surprised me because when I, when I sat down to think about this, I was really worried about the first six weeks, well, five weeks because you have six-week bye, and then they have that stretch later in the season, which is which is brutal. But to me, I think this is the time when the Raiders really come out and do well. They get that game at home against the Broncos. Uh, they dispel the second AFC West team that they can in uh, the first four weeks, which I think sets this team up for well. I think they will have challenges, as I'll get to later down the road, but I actually like the Raiders in this game against the Broncos at home. All right, and then we go to week five, Mo, and uh, – and week six, of course, is a bye, and we're going to take a break after we get through this one. But this one, this one's a tough one. You're going to Kansas City, and I know Kansas City, Tyreek Hill no longer there. They have all kinds of questions, new offense put into play. Patrick Mahomes has a lot to prove. Uh, the Raiders go into Arrowhead, and I just don't see, even at 4-0 and as I have them, I think this game is going to be a tough one to grab. I think the Chiefs and the Raiders split – and I think the Chiefs win this one early in the season at home. Yeah, we're in agreement there. I think the Chiefs take it at Arrowhead. Um, I know, as you said, I know they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore, but they have multitude of weapons. Juju Smith-Schuster, Miko Hardman, Sky Moore, Marquise Valdez-Scanling. None of those guys are Tyreek Hill, but together, I think it's hard to crowd all those guys because Patrick Mahomes is as good as we think he is. He's going to be like a point guard. He's going to be like primetime Steve Nash distributing the football all over the field. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to defend that. And again, I, I'm not quite sold on Rocky Asin yet. I like Nate Howes on the outside, but I'm not sold on Rocky Asin. You, if you've been listening to the show, I'm a big fan of Anthony Averett's game. But that secondary is going to have to grow up very fast. And they're going to be tested against the Chiefs, even without Tyreek Hill. I think the Raiders fall by maybe five, six points. I, I, it's going to be a competitive game, but Chiefs take it. Yeah, and, and with that Raiders defensive backfield, you talk about Nate Hobbs as well as he's done, uh, and but just some of the youth there. I also think that in that environment, the offensive line is, will have will struggle too to hear, uh, and that'll be a really big challenge. Now, we're through uh, the first six weeks of the season, uh, which includes a bye. Mo has the Raiders at 3-2. and two. I have the Raiders at 4-1, and one, so not far off. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go through the second third of the season and tell you where the Raiders net out there. We'll also touch on a little bit of news or a question about a lack of news in just a few minutes here as we roll on with Silver and Black today. You're with Mo, you're with Scott. We'll be back right after this.